on this episode of My Lash Two Brain Cells. Yeah, because if your only dopamine hit is when like you get a cha-ching, then like everything else is just meaningless. Which the cha-chings do give dopamine They're hits. They're nice. But you need other dopamine hits. The cha-chings aren't enough. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My, My Lash, Lash Two Brain Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm also your host, Elliot Morris. And if we look a little bit different If we look today, comfy cozy. If we look like two snuggo buggos if, in a row. If you're just <laughs> listening and we sound comfy cozy, that is because we are. At our house. We're at home. We thought it would be really cute and fun to bring the entire podcast set up to our house. So yeah. Also, we just didn't feel like doing it in the studios this time. Yeah, per. So we're we're like, let's just bring the camera home. So we're just hanging out on our couch. So we brought the camera home. We're on the couch. Um, The sound probably won't be quite as good. It's probably a little echoey. That's totally fine. That's all right. Um, But today is an episode that I know you guys probably thought you would never hear from us because we are kind of like the anti-mindset gurus. I think mindset's a little woo-woo most of the time. I think it's a little woo. I know. I don't don't know. I know we always, we're more like of a practical podcast and we typically talk about how mindset is kind of cringe but eh. and well a lot of people mindset isn't cringe you should but we're selling out no (laughs) join our mindset mastermind no absolutely not (laughs) um no i think a lot of people confuse like practical business advice and mindset and the two are completely different things but they're very different but i think there is a time and place for mindset absolutely and Um, and, like your mindset really does play a role in the operation of your business yeah your mindset it has to be good absolutely gotta be good absolutely but it's not everything because a lot of things are just like you you putting the pedal to the metal yeah you don't like automatically succeed if you have a good mindset yeah like you also have to like run a good business yeah and it's so funny because a lot of people in my dms all the time are like how do you you know have a good mindset how do you stay motivated i'm so overwhelmed i'm I'm like girl i don't all the time like there have been seasons of my business where i've been depressed for a year straight but I keep going. So I want to talk about um, some of your most commonly asked questions. I did a Q&A on my stories a week ago, and these were the top five questions that you guys have. And I want to dive deep into them because it is really, really hard being a business owner and being in the beauty industry combined if you are struggling with your internal um, dialogue. Facts. Facts, Elliot. No cap. No cap. Okay. So number one, people ask how to find the motivation to keep going when business gets hard, when you have, you know, slow seasons, when you just don't feel like lashing, when your back hurts, when you've had long days, when you don't have weekends, how do you find the motivation to keep going? When the going gets tough, you know what they say. The baddies get going, girl. The baddies get going. What's your best advice? How do you find the motivation to keep going? How do I find the motivation? Uh, I think having a having something that you're working towards that you're very passionate about is like the most helpful thing that I found is when things are like really tough and they suck and you're like, there's I have so much work to do and this is like so annoying and because uh, we get like that sometimes. Yeah, we get this. Like our, oh, our yeah. stack, our to-do list is a mile long it's, every day. Yeah, it's a lot. But having something that you're looking at that you're like, okay, but if I do all this, then I am accomplishing this thing that I'm really passionate about. And I have a purpose that's so much bigger. Then it's like, it doesn't feel that bad because it's like, oh, this is just like what you got to do in order to get where you're going. And um, I think the other thing, um, like another side of that coin is kind of trying to fall in love with the process Mm -hmm. and really enjoying the process of building. 
Um, and I think that's when, that's kind of where I've gotten to in the last, uh, probably year or so is I have kind of realized that the thing that I get the most joy out of is the building. Um, and so obviously there's some parts of like building things and like growing the business and working on the business. It's like, absolutely. But, um, seeing like progress day after day and like working on things to push, um, the business forward truly do give me like a lot of joy. And I really, I really enjoy that. And that's what keeps me going used to be so obsessed with the destination yeah. and especially like doing, I think the build out, yeah, like that is true. That is true. It used to be very obsessed with the destination of like where we're going and everything, but oh wait, we should like look at each other. Hello. No, just like sit over there. Oh, just, well like, no, but we could both got to be in, in, in camera, in the camera. Okay. Well, I, Okay. We can look at each other. I just like looking we at We can you. look at each other. That's okay. Easy on the eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so I um, mean, I mean, I think a lot of the time we were so focused on the destination and our eyes were always on the prize, and so that made the that made the journey so dreadful because we were just like, oh my gosh, it'll this, all be worth it. In it'll the end. all be worth it in the end, which is true, but also once we did the build out, we almost missed that process. We were like, okay, when are we going to do the next one? When are we going to do the next one? Because we kind of fell in love with the process. Yeah, that's true. You know what? There was, it's like a puzzle. I forget who said it, uh, first, but I heard this really good quote and someone said the person who loves running will run far, far longer than the person who loves winning. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, uh, I, I might've butchered the quote, but basically the, the gist of it is if you fall in love with running, you're going to go way farther than if you're just trying to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So rather than making your destination, like I am going to take over the lash industry and do all this stuff. Have you actually fallen in love with lashing yet? Yeah. And if you haven't start there, step one, because I, I keep going mainly because I've fallen in love with the entire process, even when it is difficult yeah. and th- boy, oh boy, are there difficult days. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying to, and if you're like past, you know, just lashing, if you're like trying to build something else, like you're trying to start salon suites or start a product, like if you're trying to start a product, are you in love with the, the like process of making products better? Or is it, or, or, or if you're doing salon suites, are you in love with like giving artists a home to work out of that, mm-hmm. that like, is is better than anything else they could get like then you're gonna have so much better of an outcome if you're just doing it doing it for the check you know? yeah because if your only dopamine hit is when like you get a cha-ching then like everything else is just meaningless which the cha-chings do give dopamine they're hits, nice but you need other dopamine hits the cha-chings aren't enough a million percent and on the topic of like motivation how to find motivation to keep going this is you know just age-old advice but discipline is so much more important than motivation because as yeah, humans, that's we're not going to be motivated 100% of the time. We're not even going to be motivated 20% of the time yeah. because we have just stupid monkey brains that just want what we so that want what we want, and we're only really satisfying when we're satisfied when we're just like, you know, facts. Yeah, rotting in bed doing nothing or like it's the only on time vacation, I'm satisfied. on vacation like in a lawn chair. But that's what one percent of your life. Yeah, and so so can't live for the weekends. No. And so discipline is so important and, um, and, and you feel good about yourself when you're disciplined. Yeah. You just feel good. You feel accomplished at the end of the day. And all of that adds up and starts to like become such a huge portion of your self esteem. Mm -hmm. And so don't wait for motivation to hit when it hits. That's awesome. Go full turbo. When motivation hits me, I am like, Oh, she goes turbo mode. You guys turbo mode. Like Madison works. And then, and then, some some nights it's probably like once every one or two weeks it'll like, just be 11 p.m and she's like 
I'm going turbo mode. And she, I'll rewrite. I'll rewrite. The keyboard starts smoking. Yeah, I'll rewrite my manual. I'll send emails. Yeah. I'll make posts. I'll make. Girl, she's stuff. crazy. Yeah, but but her baseline is still getting stuff done, and I think that's where you know the discipline comes. Yeah, in. but I totally honor those times when I'm not motivated, and in times when I'm not motivated and I need to get stuff done, then I just discipline myself and I yeah. just do it anyway. Facts? Question mark. Um, number two. This feels so chill. I love that our mindset episode is us being like so comfy. Really is. It's nice. We're it's nice. Our, we're in our vibe. Drop a, drop a comment below. How do you like the the new setup? Yeah. Should we keep it or should we go back to the old studio? <laughs> we start our episode when we're at home. We should start the episode with like, with like, high comfy cozies. High, co <laughs> like, high comfy cozy queens. <laughs> comfy cozy queens. Okay, this next question. I don't even know how I'm gonna answer this one because it hits a little close to home this oh, week, y'all. Oopies. But question number two. Someone asked. Can I find specifically what they asked? Oh, I thought you were like, can I find specifically? No, I want to find specifically what this person asked. It's a good question. It is a fantastic question. This girl asked, how do you deal with copycats in your area? And how do you deal with, with people around you copying every single move that you do? First of all, if people are copying you, that means you're doing a good job. It's truly the highest form of flattery. It, it really is. Like if you, if your business sucked, no one's copying you. Yeah. But if you're doing a great job, everyone's going to copy you. Yeah. And, and, we, and we don't really gatekeep at Lightheart just kind of like as a, as a principle. Like yeah. I really like to be very open-handed and open-hearted with everything, especially education. We're an education company. So like if I'm not coming from a place of leadership in education, then like why am I an education company? What so when people ask me a question in my DMs, I will respond to it. And people have, you know, reached out in my DMs and are, they're like, uh, who designed your logo? Who did your build out? Who did this? Who did that? I am more than happy to share something if it helps someone else in that way. Yeah. Um, and I feel honored that people like trust us enough to mentor that mm -hmm. them with mm -hmm. little things like that. Um, but people finding inspiration from you and plagiarism are two completely different things. Yeah. And so if someone finds inspiration from you and maybe like their branding is somewhat similar to yours, right? Or maybe Same vibe. Yeah, like, of course, if you're doing well, you're going to have someone in your town that, like, tries yeah. to recreate work like yours or, like, you know, whatever. And all that is fine and good. I mean, honestly, just take it as flattery. It does kind of suck because you feel like you've created something so cool. And you have to only feel bad for people that don't trust their creativity enough to create something unique of their own. Like, they don't trust their self and their intuition that's, enough. That's the thing. Is they don't, everyone is innately creative. Yeah. Humans are innately creative. And when people don't trust their own creativity, they have to steal it from someone else's. Yeah. And that's, that's sad, you know, it is sad. And, and it only goes so far because they can never create something unique. They'll always be looking yeah. and looking and looking for someone. Yeah. Now plagiarism. Now plagiarism is an entirely different thing. Well, yeah. So, okay. So we've, we've had it happen a couple times. Yeah. Like, a yes, couple like yesterday, like yesterday, <laughs> we may have had someone pop up on our Instagram who had the exact same name and also the exact same logo and, and font and colors and font and it was not us and we were like hey girl how'd you come up with your logo and they were like just came up with it out of my brain just you know just was thinking about it and then and then this is this is the part about to me that really I thought was hilarious is that I have a favorite part and you have a favorite part. My favorite part was that we were like, "Hey, how'd you come up with the with the the logo? It's super good." She's like, "Oh, I just made it in Canva." And then we were like, "Oh, hey, how did you um come, come up with the name?" name? And she's I found like, it in a thesaurus. Oh, me and my friends, we were just 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 you know pulling out the thesaurus like you do. And then and then she goes and and 
I think maybe she didn't realize who was messaging her at first. And then she looked at Madison's profile and she was like, oh, lol, we have like a really similar name. Crazy coincidence. No, it's almost like we have everything. And I, I actually looked back and found that she had like liked my photos and whatever. But anyway, I'm just saying plagiarism and copying art. It's not cool. It's not cool. However, not, however, to this girl's credit, she did immediately change it. She did as soon as we called her out. I, I'm giving her a 30 day grace period. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're saying like, hey, please change your name. Yeah. So what I'm saying, plagiarism, don't do it. Don't, stop. Don't do if it. you think that you're plagiarizing, stop it. Get some help. The thing is, if if it's if you're a person and you feel called out by this, it's not that we're saying like don't do it from like moral some moral righteous perspective it's like it's not gonna help you yeah it actively won't serve your brand like you coming up with a a like mediocre branding by yourself is going to be better for you than stealing a really really good brand it's absolutely because when we came up with lightheart a nobody in the world had it but also it was something that like we hadn't seen anyone have a name like that. And, yeah, and so yeah. I, I actually was like, I don't even know if this is a good name. I haven't seen anything like it, mm-hmm, but like it grew mm-hmm. on us over time it as did. we, as we like it, it's become our baby. And that's why we're so protective of it. And when you have something that you've created, you become protective of it. Yeah. And it is your brand. It is what you created. And it is like the story written at your brand really is just like, it's like the story of your life. If you're a personal brand. Yeah. And I mean like Lightheart. Literally are two words that came from a song that Elliot wrote for me to propose with. Like it is the most personal brand that I could even think of. And that's why we treat it as a baby. And if you're a brand owner, you I very much probably feel that way because yeah. it took you so much time and, and you know, it's, it's a extension of who you are. So when someone takes it, it's really, really hurtful. And I completely understand that. So my best advice with dealing with copycats people that take inspiration from you fine that's cool fine and good don't let it don't if you're doing a good job that's at least yeah. that's gonna it happen it means you're doing a good job if if but you if know. people are absolutely like totally jacking your stuff that's probably also gonna happen if mm-hmm. you're doing a really good job and your branding's sick and in that case protect it yeah yeah let them know make and, an effort to protect it and if you're like building a brand that you're like okay i'm gonna do this like this is gonna be like in multiple states like i'm gonna start selling education or products yeah. or something and you're gonna expand it past just you doing lash services you should trademark your name and Absolutely. trademark. Absolutely. And if you trademark can't trademark it. it, get a different yeah, name. Yeah. If you can't trademark it, that means your name isn't like original enough to be trademarked. You should mm-hmm. come up with a name that was original enough to be trademarked. We went through three names before we got to one that we could trademark. A million percent. And so it is okay. And like, I always come from such a place of like understanding and love, but when someone just takes something that isn't theirs, yeah. it is okay to, to protect it. And yeah. so obviously best, if you have the trademark, you know, send them a cease and desist. I personally mm-hmm. didn't. I just waited. Yeah, we just reached out. I just like, reached out. You can reach out before you send a cease and desist it's, and it's say like, hey, I'm like reaching out instead of sending you a cease and desist. Yeah, like, I felt like it was the kinder thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it's the nicer thing to do. But um, Oh, but there is one, one thing too. Like yeah. there are going to be times where you and someone else both like have the same business name. Yeah. And, and it 
doesn't Ac- accidents necess- do happen. Yeah, it does. It's not necessarily like plagiarism. No, like Madison, Madison's business name in Alaska was Wildflower Lash. Yeah, not an original name at all. Not a not a super original. Just name, something but, pretty. I came up. But with, here's like, the thing: there wasn't another Wildflower Lash in Alaska. So it, when Madison was like looking and stuff, she didn't see anything. And yeah. then when we were I looking, made, I made sure there was no other Wildflower in yeah, the state. Yeah, in, in the area. But um, then when we were looking at moving down to Arizona, there was a Wildflower Lash in Arizona. So I just. And so we were like, you know what? We'll change the name. I didn't. I never reached out. I just literally changed yeah. it because yeah, because cool we're not going to move. We're not going to move here and then be like, hey, girl, looks like we both got the same name. I know like you were here first, but like yeah. we really like the name. So we're going to really try it. your best, even if you're a small business, yeah. to make sure a no one has the name in your state. And I'm, I'm like, not even just an LLC search, a Google search, an Instagram search, like really make sure yeah, really that, look that for is it. something that's unique look to your Instagram, area. And if you want to be a worldwide everywhere. brand, make sure that no one has that name in the world. You can trademark it. Yeah. Hard, hard to do, but that's why good brands are unique, you know? Yeah. That's why, that's why all the like new tech companies have like such weirdly spelled names because they needed something. They, they needed trademark, something you know? unique. Absolutely. And just also, I just want to say like, what else do I want to say? Honestly, it just threw me for a loop this week. I've been very hurt and upset about it, but yeah. Names, names, my, our, my philosophy on names is it's finders keepers. If you come it up is. with the name first, it's your name. It's yours. It's yours. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think we said enough about that. I could talk about this for two hours. It's literally like, <laughs> can, can you tell Madison? Oh my gosh, bit, you guys, I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. When somebody, I've had it happen twice, but when somebody it has like, happened twice. takes my name or whatever, yeah. it's only happened twice. And both times resolved totally fine. Yeah. The first time I think it was probably an honest the mistake. The first time it was an honest mistake, but the guy ended up just saying. Um, the first time it was a, a guy who was starting a business and um, he started the, the business. Yeah. He, he, I 100% believe he thought of the name Lightheart I think it on his own. was entirely an accident. Um, and it was entirely an accident. And then we were building our business the exact same time. Like it was, uh, it was for the coffee shop specifically. He was doing another coffee shop. Yeah. And um, we were both like starting our coffee shops at the same time. And um, we like both started the Instagrams like really similar times. And it was just a coincidence. And him and I just had a, a yeah, and we just talked and, and we were like, hey, like we have this brand identity, has already been yeah. an existing business in like a different industry. And now we're just bringing it into coffee. So like it has been existing. Like we already have all this, like all these brand assets. Like if you like we would like really appreciate it if you would change. Um, and we obviously did some things to like protect ourselves in case he like yeah. wasn't cool about it, but he was cool about it. And he was like, well, you know what? Well, I will change. Well, what? You know, almost a year passed with nothing, no communication. And then he reached out to me and it was the kindest thing ever. And he just said, um, moving forward, I feel like it would be the most lighthearted thing to do to let you have the name that's rightfully yours. So sweet. What a sweetie. And that made me so happy. And it has, after that experience, which I'm so grateful for him, but like it has really made me so protective of what we built. And I can only imagine other business owners feel the same way. So yeah. if you are starting a brand, and also, you're starting a lash business. Oh yeah. What'd you say? Well, also, I think that turned out so well because we didn't come like into the conversation in a very like yeah. uh, aggressive or like legalistic way. Yeah. Um, we came into the conversation like as people and we were just like, yeah. hey, like you're starting a business. We're starting a business. We, we want, want what's both best of these. for you. We want all, both of all parties. We want, to do well. we want us both to be successful. Exactly. And we like came to him like in a really like a kind way, you know, yeah. and we're like, hey, we're both in this situation. Like, we, uh, like it sucks for both of us. Yeah. This is what we would like. This is why we think that 
you should change your name instead of us changing our name. And then we like just talk to him reasonably. And then that's why it worked out well. So like you have to decide. And then like to contrast this most recent situation is like it was very different in that it was not an accident. It was not an accident <laughs> and it wasn't an honest mistake. No. And so then we came into it like, hey, girl, change your name. Like this is ours. I came out it a lot more protective because yeah. I was so shocked. Yeah. So shocked. Crazy. Okay. Next question is, um, next question was, how do you deal with burnout when you're mentally exhausted? That's, you have a lot more experience with Girl, that that's a me. question. That's a question for you. That's a question for Big Mama because I have, I just have a human tendency of burning myself out. And whenever I don't see a full day of clients or, are you comfy? I'm so comfy. Are you comfy cozy enough? I'm so comfy cozy We're right gonna now. We're going to be two snuggle buggles in a ruggo at the end of this. Oh yeah. We're going to. Just watch out. <laughs> Let me check. We're just snoring at the end of this yeah. episode. Hunk shoe, hunk shoe. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. I'm just like taking over this episode. Elliot's taking a nap next to me. <laughs> I think we should do every episode like this. Yeah. This per, is great. This is so chill. Um, so I have, I have the tendency a, to feel like I'm never doing enough unless I am burning myself out and to, oh my gosh, are you legitimately falling asleep right now? No, I've been yawning this whole episode. That's not new. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then I tend to love to mentally exhaust myself and a lot of that. Yeah, is, she does. It's like, she does it on purpose. Yeah. And a lot of that is just coming from the fear of like, you know, never doing enough or like rushing and just feeling like you have to accomplish so much in a day. And, um, I think just as I've gotten older, like I'm not even that old, I'm, you know, 25 this week, but like, I've just learned that you can't create anything if you are completely burning yourself out. And if you're a creative person and like you're building a business, then if you're taking, you know, nine clients a day, like I was burning yourself out, when are you going to run your business? When are you going to be creative? The two have to be completely symbiotic. And then when are you going to take care of yourself? When are you going to see your friends? All of that stuff completely matters just as equally as how much you're building your business. And so for me, it's just, I have to physically schedule in chunks of time that I'm not working to my schedule. Like I physically will put in my calendar chill day or content day or friend day or church or anything like that because like I, I care about my schedule when it's packed so much mm -hmm. and I take every appointment so seriously. I also have to take those appointments for my life so seriously. Don't forget to schedule yourself a life in between working. Yeah. What do you feel about dealing with burnout? I know you don't really get too burned out yeah i don't get well i mean so every once in a while i'll go through phases where oh be careful we don't no, turn we're off good. the it's good make sure. it's good okay it's good don't show them my feet um oh <gasps> for free yeah not for free baby. not for free no. you gotta you gotta pay extra for that you gotta subscribe to the instagram for that um, <laughs> <laughs> um how would you deal with burnout I, when you're just exhausted uh guys i sleep a lot i i'm i'm a like eight hours plus kind of sleeper like <laughs> i if i get eight hours of sleep i'm like oh i wish i was a little more if i'm like eight and a half nine hours of sleep then i'm good i feel like that's the primary way i deal with it is i do sleep i think more than most people <laughs> it helps it really helps you be getting your hours in you know who else sleeps a lot jeff bezos so really? i'm in good company does he really he, he does he does that's like people talk about like how do you get so much done today he's like well i prioritize the important things you have and then they were yeah. like how much do you sleep and he's like oh i sleep eight and a half to nine hours a night 
And everyone was shocked. And you I'm really, like, you know what? I get that. You I really feel do that. take that heart. And it's so funny. Elliot literally in the morning is a peaceful baby. And I get up, I shower, I get ready, I do my makeup, oh, I yeah. do my hair, I get dressed, and I make breakfast, I eat outside. I am like, and that's then, one of the benefits then, of only taking five minutes to get ready. And then I come into the bedroom and I wake you up like a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. What a beautiful life. Yeah. It's it's great. It's great <laughs> and to I be go, me. Oh, good morning. Oh, he good says, morning. Oh, good morning, baby. <laughs> and I say, Goo goo gaga. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> would you shut up you're cut off no more talking for five minutes for you um yeah i think when you're dealing with burnout number one cut branches off of your tree and so for me Prude. last yeah truly for me last year i was so burnt out because i was doing 10 things on turbo mode if you're feeling burnout it's probably because you're doing too much you're probably well TBH. yeah well yeah and there's a time and a place for doing too much because doing too much really got me where i am today but let yeah, me tell you true. last year I figured out, number one, the profit centers of my business and the passion centers of my business, what was profitable and what was I passionate about. And I cut off completely everything else so that I could. And you know what's crazy? They were the same things. What do you mean? The things you were pro- that were profitable yeah. and the things you were passionate about. Isn't that crazy? Same things. The things I was passionate about. It's crazy yeah. how that works. I know. It's amazing. But we we trimmed kind of the branches of my my business and we cut off like a lot of things that were A, making money. And that I like doing, but it wasn't the profit center and it wasn't the passion center. So we cut them off and now I can focus all of my waking energy onto those like two things. And it serves me so much better. And I am scheduling actively. I am scheduling in time for my life from now and forever. And um, I understand that sometimes it is going to have to be, you know, you're going to overwork. You're going to have long days. All that stuff builds your business, but it's not sustainable. So mm-hmm. just know if you are in a series of bur- in a um, season of burnout, it's not forever and have a plan to um, have a plan to balance your life going forward. Also, whether that's raising your prices, whether that yeah. is hiring, whether that is, you know, like passive income or whatever, like whatever that looks like, have that plan. Also, if you're like uh, lashing full time and yeah. you're if you're in like a a season of building your clientele and like trying to fill your books, um, then, you know, keep going, like keep filling them up. But if you're in a position where like your clientele is pretty stable, like your books are pretty full um, and you're starting to feel burnout, um, I would recommend, you know, taking a look at your clientele um, and seeing which ones exhaust you the most because um, it's going to be some of them. And I guarantee the ones that are the most exhausting aren't the ones that are tipping the best. So <laughs> might be time to okay, do not just fire a client because they don't tip you well. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I'm saying fire a client because they exhaust you and because you dread yeah, seeing them. A million percent. If you're, if you're burnt not out worth it. and you're burnt out because it. you're taking too many clients. Yeah. I mean, raise your pri- prices, take less clients. Yeah. Duh. But get rid of the bad clients first. Get yeah. rid of the annoying ones. A you don't need, percent. you don't have to take them. If they're percent. annoying kick them to the curb you're the boss baby yeah give them to another artist yeah um okay the second to last question is tell me about how to have a good money mindset a good relationship with money and um we can both speak to this because we came into not only our business but we came into our marriage with very different separate money mindsets that is true i came you know we talked about this in therapy yeah we did and ellie and i really aren't like 
first of all, we haven't gone to therapy since before we. No, we did. We did what was it? Five weeks. We did five premarital premarital counseling sessions, and that's and it. And we're we were good. Tbh, that was all it took. Tbh, we've been good ever since. Five five premarital counselings is worth like a thousand postmarital counselings. Honestly, I that's, that's I, what I truly believe. That I loved premarital counseling. Yeah, it was great. I was honestly great. recommend it to anyone that's seriously dating. Yeah, if you're if you're total side note, if you're engaged do it it's so worth it i think it. that was the best investment of like our wedding was oh, the absolutely. premarital counseling yeah. because it was just so valuable to understand each other and how we worked and we came into it and i remember our marriage counselor said like what problems do you have and we were like we have absolutely no problems we're perfect we're obsessed with each other yeah and he was like well i'm gonna make you some problems and then we're just gonna pretend to fight about them <laughs> and so like every week no he didn't make them up he found them yeah he just would he like found some he would like he's pull like things. yeah i'll be the judge of that <laughs> You don't have any problems? Sure. Yeah, we were coming out of their thrown hands. Yeah. But one true. of the one things we talked about was having a good money mindset. And um, now, especially, you know, having a business together, that poses a whole new set of challenges because what if you start a business with someone, whether it's a partner or a friend oh, or that would be bad. Or or your husband or boyfriend, and you guys have two completely different views on money and abundance and all of that stuff. That's going to really, good. really stunt your business. So whoever you do get in partnership with, make sure that you agree on those core values. And so for us, I came into my business, first of all, because my business started out as my business, not ours. Yep. But my business, when I started it out, I had a very poverty mindset. And guys, you know what? She still feels like it's her business sometimes. <laughs> sometimes she'll be like, why are you trying to change up things in my business? And I'm like... <laughs> Don't make me sound like the villain. <laughs> Guys, Madison is such a villain. No. Help me. Save me. I am trapped. I cannot get out. I cannot escape. <laughs> she won't let me out of the house, you guys. That's why we're doing the podcast here. Because she won't let me out. Guys, save me. Okay. I think that Elliot's literally cut off. He's, He's going to his room after this. Oh, you what you guys don't know is that she's serious. Hey, you can't go play. You think it's a joke. Elliot, no. <laughs> Elliot, you can't go to the movies with Caleb tonight. No. You're grounded. No. Yeah, you're grounded. Guys, I'm. I, now I can't go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Did our microphones turn off or no? No, I think. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, vibes. Hey, girly pops. The battery um, died. The battery died. We were talking about money mindset. Um, yes. So I think the question was more about uh, like personally, how do you have like a good mindset about money, right? Yeah. The girl asked like, how do you have a good relationship with money? Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a kind of a different question than what we were asking before. I think, I think we answered a good question of like how to deal with like money in your relationship, but yeah. I think having a good relationship with money comes more down to, uh, one, I think seeing it as a tool. It, I was literally, that's exactly what I was going to say. Are you for real? No, that is exactly what I was going to say. I was, <laughs> um, that, I think no, see yeah. Seeing it like as a tool and not as like the end goal as yeah. like seeing it as a, like a tool and the natural outcome of doing the right actions Absolutely. in your business. Um, because if you are, running your business um in a way that you're making smart decisions then money is a natural outcome of it's that a side effect um and i think that is a very um i think thinking about money in that way has been very beneficial to us because it brings us out of a kind of like a scared mentality about money of being like oh i don't know if it's going to be here it's like because my, my mentality like when i first started my business a i was very young 
Um, and I had like great role models and great mentors and like great people around me and all that stuff. But just personally within myself, I always felt like I had to save, 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 save. I could she never did. spend never, never, never. And that was just my own personal belief. She was like belief. a dragon. That didn't come from gold. anywhere. Yeah. I just was so obsessed with saving. And then it got to the point where I wasn't actually reinvesting in my business as much as I needed to, to grow. Yeah. And then I started seeing money as a means to grow my business. And now when I like invest in a lot of money, sorry what am i even talking about when i now when i invest in like um a training so like i just bought like new graphics for my manuals or like hiring designers or hiring like you know just paying paying to make my business better now i always see it as that will come back because i am able to serve people better and it it never is like oh i'm throwing money into all this stuff i'm throwing money into trademarking i'm throwing money into you know my branding to me nowadays now just because i've grown so much in the last seven years is I always think of as like, wow, this is going to come back to me so much more because I'm going to have a better brand, better technique, better skills, better out, like, you know, and I always know that that money is just working as a tool to propel the business forward. And I, I think that's something that you learn over time too. I think you can't do that right at the beginning because you don't know how to invest effectively yeah. into your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, what I don't want is for um, everyone listening to like hear this and say, oh, I just need to invest more money into my business. Um, and that's the way that I grow because mm-hmm. um, if you don't invest in a smart way, then you are just wasting money. Yeah. And I think you have to develop the, um, that mindset over time of um, like knowing, oh, be careful, you're making rustling noises oh sorry um for the rustling noises yeah i apologize madison (laughs) is she's new to this yeah um uh you have to develop that mindset over time of like understanding that understanding what you can invest in and what will get you a return and and that's something that you develop over time that like eventually you will know you'll have like a very very deep understanding that oh if i put money into this then i will get money out and that's not something that you should just think automatically at the beginning because there is no proof of that in your business yet. You need to uh, start building up that proof over time, both for yourself and for it to be, you know, just a responsible decision to invest money in your business. Um, And so if you're like kind of new to investing in your business and like new to, you know, in your thinking like, okay, what, what should I invest in? Like start small, like start investing in like maybe invest a little more money than you were planning to in, in a nicer logo or something, not like a crazy amount. I think that the best few things to invest in first, if you're like a new lash artist business owner and like you have some savings and you want to reinvest it into your business, top three things. Number one should be higher quality products. I mean, Oh, first of all, yeah, immediately. I mean, if you are just using the cheapest things you can find, you will notice a significant difference in your client happiness and your technique and your skill. If you are using higher quality and your happiness, because it's going to be so much easier to put lashes. I was miserable when I was using crappy products. It's miserable. Second thing, Um, And I know people shout this all the time, but invest in quality education over quantity education. Um, And one of the mistakes I made starting out with my first investments in my business was taking as many lash courses as I could starting out. And I ended ended up just building myself a million bad habits stacked on top of each other. And I... um, I, So I built bad habits and I had a lot of certificates on the wall. Mm -hmm. And none of those trainings were like actually like 
suitable for where I was because I was someone that had terrible, terrible, terrible classic experience. And I was taking like level 200 Russian volume trainings. Yeah. And so it wasn't applicable to where I was when I couldn't even use pre-mades. I mean, like you should take courses that are applicable to your skill level that you're able to master. And so like, if you've, you know, learned volume, okay, take a mega volume training. If you've learned classic, you know, take an angel set training, take a take a volume training, but don't yeah. take something that is so above your skill level. Um, yeah. or that is just the cheapest option because there are last trainings you can buy nowadays for $10. I'm not even trained. I'm not even kidding. Don't take them. I have literally seen advertisements on TikTok for $10 lash eBooks and it's always on TikTok for the, I've, and I buy them cause I'm looking yeah, we, respectfully, we know. respectfully I'm looking and, um, they're, 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 not, they're not great. That's not an investment. That's no. just like trying to find the cheapest thing. Um, to propel your business forward. And so make sure that you're investing wisely in products and education. And the third thing I think should be your brand. Yeah. Great, absolutely. great high quality brand. Branding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, invest in yourself, invest in your business, um, start small, work your way up. Um, don't dive into like a $500,000 build out, um, as your first thing, not on year one, not on year one, maybe on year seven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, you know, and one of the things that we always talk to the renters in Lightheart about, because we want everyone within Lightheart to have the same approach to their business and money and all that sort of stuff is we always talk to people in Lightheart about having, a what do you always say? Having a, um, of abundance. Oh, a, um, uh, a mindset of abundance. A mindset of abundance. And, oh, uh, an abundance mentality. An abundance mentality. We always talk about the renters with, with this. And we have a lot of new renters that like take a tour and they ask, well, tell me about competition in the building and tell me about like, how do you stand out with the other lashers in the building? And I'm like, well, that's not how you we don't. operate because every single lash artist or service provider within Lightheart from a place of abundance. Yes. And we make sure that they are working from a place of abundance, which in turn doesn't create a culture of competition because if you're not coming from a place of abundance, you're coming from a place of scarcity, yeah. meaning that you're always going to feel like there's never enough clients for you. You always have to be, you know, and there are, there are enough clients. There are. If enough you don't think there's enough you, clients, then you, that is the a sign <laughs> that you know, that's a sign that you can invest in your like, education in giving a better client experience in maybe using better products there's that that's just a sign that there's more for you to invest in yeah um and and there's work for you to do um and so the people that are in our building yeah. we make sure and now i won't even rent to anyone that has that mindset because yeah. they're gonna have that coming into it yeah. and they're gonna have a competitive nature about themselves and that's not good for the entire environment nah. so i make sure when i'm renting for people that they are so focused on their own success and their own uniqueness and their own business that they want and they want everyone else to do well they want to be too. surrounded by people who are doing they're well. a cheerleader and they want yeah, to be sur and they want to surround themselves with people who are actually doing better than them to encourage them exactly. not to take from them like some people, that's what we try to do yeah like know? of course some people will go to a salon suite and i'm not even kidding they'll like try to poach other people's clients don't uh, yeah don't do that and it's like no that's imagine so cringe <laughs> i i agree but it's like you should be coming from a place of there's enough for everyone. There's a, enough clients for me that are suited to my business. And I want everyone in here to succeed at their own thing. That's where you'll true. find true abundance. And the last question that I got, um, was thoughts on how to stop comparing your own work. I always feel like my work isn't good enough. Um, you know, I get foreign fills and my work doesn't look as good. I'm insecure. How do I, how do I beat that? Oh, so 
One of the things that Elliot. I did to uh, stop comparing my lash work to others is uh, is I only do. I'm so curious what the answer to this question is. I only, Why did I ask you? I only. <laughs> I am the only person in the U.S. who exclusively does sets that are all based off of different animals. What are you freaking so, talking about? So I've done zebra sets. I've done cheetah sets. I've done <laughs> elephant sets. And I exclusively work in colored lashes. Only M-curl. And and because of that, I, I there's no one for me to compare my sets to. Because who else out here is doing a zebra set? Mixing white and and black stripes in their lashes, nobody. You'd so be surprised how, would how I many compare clients to anybody? want it. Oh, I I have a line <laughs> out the door every day. I don't take appointments. I ex am exclusively walk-ins, but I have a line out the door every day. I'm exclusively I, I, walk-ins. I have walk-ins. Who you know doing walk-in appointments? <laughs> That's the other reason that I never compare myself to others is because I do walk-ins only, and no one else out here. As I'm innovative. No one else is doing walk-ins. Guys, only. where's the button to turn off someone else's mic? I only have mine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're so funny. Why would you ask me? <laughs> I just I just like saying the question and having you answer. Okay. I well, like acting like I'm interviewing you. Well, there's my answer. I like acting like I'm interviewing you. You are. Yeah. Um Okay, my real answer to this, not that Elliot's wasn't valid. It real. was very real. Yeah. Um Come get come get a uh octopus set tomorrow. Yeah, per. I'll give you eight lashes. I'll give you eight lashes. <laughs> four on the top, four on the bottom. Four on the top, four on the bottom, and they will all be pink. <laughs> and wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> and wiggly. And I'll put little decals at the end that look like suckers. <laughs> and they're all going to be 45 millimeters long. Guys, we're lashing in 2023, but Elliot's lashing in 2045. <laughs> that is so true. It's, Just it's, watch. 20 years from now, everyone's going to be doing Elliot's that. Elliot's lashing in 3023, baby. <laughs> I took a trip to the year 3000 and everyone was doing octopus lashes. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, and this is just going to close out this episode, is, I mean, I have gotten where I am by number one, quitting comparing myself to everyone else and if you if that by all means means you have to unfollow every single lash artist on instagram and only follow your clients then by all means do that but you can't this is such a cliche quote but like you can't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 50 right but like you can't also compare your chapter 50 to someone's chapter fifty thousand. like you have no idea what other people did to get where they are you only know what you've done to get where you are yeah. and so you can obviously be inspired by other people but that feeling of comparison should only propel you forward. And if it's pulling you back, then focus on yourself and really hone in on your own lane um, and, and focus on, I mean, if you're a lash artist, I'm speaking to lash artists listening to this podcast, your clients are your top priority. So whether you see someone like doing better work than you, just like take their training or like book a call with them, you know, figure out like how you can, the thing about the lash industry now is people are so transparent at this point in time of like how they got to where they are. No one is gatekeeping like they were 10 years ago. Use that to your advantage. People that are killing it usually are very, very transparent about how they get there. And obviously most of the time they've been in the industry for a lot longer or they know things that you don't or they've taken trainings you haven't or they practice more than you. And that's perfectly fine. Don't feel insecure. Just use it as drive to like improve your own skill and your own craft. And you know, you can just, you know, woe is me. Like why does my work suck? Why is my retention bad? Why is my you know, my pictures look different. That all takes time. Like that doesn't just happen that there's no, you know, people message me all the time. What app do you use for your photos? There's no app. There's, there's no app. It's called being good. There's no app. 
it's, it's just called skill. It's just like me over. I mean, look at my pictures. Scroll to the bottom of my Instagram. You'll see how bad my pictures suck. Girl, she sucked. There's no magic app. There is just years <laughs> of. Can you? <laughs> there's just years. She was so bad, of you guys. Me figuring out lighting and photography and like and marketing. And then I use like like 10 apps. It's, to, it's reps. You got to get in the reps. You got to do the reps, baby. You got to get in the reps. And so it's like when I post a lash video, first of all, it's just a raw video but if i post a photo you know i minimally edit things that i just i was able to capture a great photo and i learned that skill first and so people just want the answers they want the easy way but you mm -hmm. have have to figure it out and then one day one day people are going to come to you and say how'd you do this how'd you do this and and you're going to be like and then well, you're going to be on your podcast on your couch and, and then you're going to say put in the reps and it's just but but that's encouraging that's not saying like you don't have what it takes you everyone has what it takes yeah. Everyone, everyone can make their work better if they focus on their work and not on other people. And also one last thing that I'd like to end on, and I've been thinking about this hard this week. This has been something that's been just brewing on my mind, just, um, rubbing my last two brain cells together, if I will. But a lot of people, when they see people that are doing better than them, they immediately think that like, it was handed to them or they say negative things about them or they wish bad on them or they compare themselves and that will never ever 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 serve you truly having a great mindset in your business that's going to propel you forward is seeing other people doing better than you and genuinely being happy for them can you genuinely say when you see someone that is doing amazing can you genuinely say that you're happy for them can you no. or are you coming from a place of jealousy or are you coming I from... I get so angry. Yeah, like some people, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, she has this thing. She must have like not worked for it or she must have, um, you know, gotten it from this or or done it from this or like it... Like they just come up with these scenarios in their head. I see of why? It. Well, because it's, it's thinking that then takes the uh, responsibility off you for... It, it makes it so that you don't have to think, oh, maybe... They just did something better than I did. Yeah, it, it makes you feel insecure. Yeah, because it because if you if you think oh, I used to feel that way. There's all these things that that they had that I didn't have. I used to is feel the that, I used that, to feel that way too. Like I used to always. But it's like maybe they just practiced more. Maybe maybe they're so much further down the line. Maybe they yeah. Maybe they just been doing this that longer. That person might have put in so much work that you will never ever ever see. Maybe they used to suck way more than you. Yeah, maybe you're way further along. Like I have students that I teach, and they're like, "Wow, you make it look so effortless." And I'm, I go, "Girl, during my training, I was so much worse than you are even today. Like, imagine yeah. where you could be in in you know eight years." And so, uh, really. I think what I want everyone to take from this podcast, I think is the number one thing, because this has been like weighing on me and I, I'm, I'm really uh, aware of it now when I see it happening mm -hmm. is when you see or hear of someone else doing well, you have a choice in your mind to feel negatively about that and it'll impact your self-esteem in your business or it could impact you positively and A, give you motivation to do better and B, be happy for that person. And it is such a more mature place of existing when you are genuinely happy for that person. Even if everything is going wrong in your own life, if you can say, I'm so happy for them, that's amazing. That's inspiring. That's encouraging. I want to learn from this. Like that will propel you forward rather than holding you back. And so if you're constantly feeling 
you know, down about yourself because other people are doing well, maybe think why does other people doing well affect how well I'm doing? Every you should want everyone to do well. I want everyone in this industry to do well. That's doing it right. I want everyone to do well. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe like a few years ago, I would have felt insecure if I saw someone doing better than I was. Yeah. But I had to shift that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because like most of the people who are doing well, they didn't do anything like crazy different. They just like they just kept stayed, trying stuff until it They worked. just stayed consistent and they yeah. found their own identity. And Like we didn't do anything special. We're just some guys. And then we like found some stuff that worked and then we kept doing that stuff. And then we did more of it and we're like, oh, this is working. Like, let's do this. And we some haven't more. pretended we're anything we're not. And we, you know, stay consistent and we just want the best for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I pretend I'm a really cool guy on this podcast. Elliot, guys, Elliot puts in so much work behind the scenes pretending he's so cool for you guys. And then the camera turns off and he's... I instantly, I revert to my natural state. You guys will never know what that's like. He goes goblin mode. I go goblin mode. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I I feel it's starting to slip back. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta turn off this episode before I go full goblin mode. Do you have any other thoughts on having a good mindset in your business? Um... I think one of the... One I just of think th- you're so wise. Like, I just love hearing you talk. <laughs> that is so not true. I do think you're very, very, I'm very, just very some wise. dude. No, I think you're very wise. You're not some dude. Uh, It's like that TikTok where it's like, he is not the love of your life. He is literally just some guy. Hit him with your car. Hit him with your car. Hit him with your car. Um, Honestly, I think one of the biggest things that helped me over the last, like, two, three years um, with really growing the business was thinking in terms of like bigger numbers like we oh yeah that's good we one of the first things that happened that i think really started like us really growing the business was we had dinner with um these uh this guy who was like doing um online courses and they were like doing a really good job with them and they were like making like a bunch of money every month like tons of people were buying them um people were like really happy with them they were building like a really strong community with them and I like saw that what they were doing and I was just like asking them all these questions about it. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, tell me more about this. Like, how'd you guys start doing this? Like, like where did, where do your sales come from? Like, what do you, what does the course look like? And he was like, luckily he was like super happy telling me about it. He was like, oh yeah, totally. Like, I'll tell you all about this. And I was like, wow, I was just like trying to learn like what they were doing. And then I think as soon as I realized that that was possible and that was like, something that like people actually were doing like making hundreds of thousand dollars a month selling online courses i was like well i mean nothing's stopping us from trying to do that and like it, it was really weird like just knowing that that was a thing that you can do kind of like gave us permission to start doing it and i think it also like once once we like realized that and started thinking about that like the the smaller opportunities didn't really interest us anymore because after after like once once we were once Madison was like you know doing well with she had a full clientele and she was doing like some trainings then we really I don't think we consciously like shifted our mindset or anything but I think we just kind of subconsciously started totally subconscious yeah we just started thinking in terms of like bigger numbers for all of the things we were doing and so whereas um, we Sorry. used to be thinking about like, how could I make an ex, how could we make an extra, like, uh, $3,000 a month in the business? Like, what could we and do then we started to fill- add? And then we started answering those questions with what would provide $3,000 value to people. Well, we started n- filling n- in n- the gaps. I mean, that's not where I was going, but that, yeah, that, that works too. No, but that's, 
Well, no, what I was saying is like where we used to think like, okay, how could we add like 3000 a month to the business or how could we like grow the business like 10%? But then like eventually we started thinking, okay, what could we do that would add an extra like $30,000 a month to the yeah. business or what could add an extra $50,000 a month to the business? And it's like, you have, then, di- you have different conversations. Yeah. Then those were, cause like at the, the things that you can do to add a thousand dollars a month or $3,000 a month to your business are entirely different from the things that you could do to add $50,000 a month to your business. And it's not just a matter of like doing more of the thing that adds $3,000 a month because it's like, it's a fundamentally different scale. But once you think at those different scales, like one of the, one of the things that our brains do very well is they, uh, they like block out uh, unnecessary information. Like our eyes and our ears and all of our senses are taking in just enormous amounts of information every second, but our brain is weeding through it and ignoring 95% of the information that comes in. And it's only focusing on the things that like subconsciously we think are important. And if you, you're taking your B real cute. Um, and if you, think like I don't care about the thousand dollar opportunities anymore and you're saying I only care about the ten thousand dollar opportunities that's gonna be what your like brain is thinking about and and is is paying attention to and it 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 really does take ignoring all the thousand dollar opportunities because there's there's so many things that we could do that could make like a thousand dollars here or a thousand dollars there but because we ignore all those things it allows it gives us like the, the energy in the brain space to think about the things that'll add like $50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. And granted, like that's we're we're not adding a hundred thousand dollars onto the business every month, but we're thinking about, okay, if we're going to do something, it has to be a big enough opportunity that it'll actually like move that needle. And, and we're, we're completely ignoring the stuff that, that won't, you know, that doesn't have the potential to like double or triple or three X, like the business that we're in. And, and I think that's been really helpful to us because, um, it's, it's just, there's not enough hours in the day to, to try and add, like if, if we were trying to like grow the business by like adding $2,000 to it every month and say, we're going to grow 5% or we're going to grow like 2% every month, that's 20% a year. And what can we do to add 2% to the business every month? I don't think we would be growing it very well because we'd be thinking about things that would add 2% instead of things that would like multiply it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it, it may take six months or a year or two years to do the thing that'll multiply it. But if you think in those longer time horizons and the bigger amounts, then you can make so much more progress than if you're just trying to make like little increments over and over and over again. Yeah. Which Which I think it might be like, kind of uh unpopular advice because like even even in like a lot of the stuff i've read like uh the book atomic habits like one of their big things is like doing one percent a day and i think there's a lot of value in that is like improving by one percent every day and like improving your stuff but like one of the things that like it just in our experience has really helped is like not thinking about what we can do every day to make things a little bit better, but what can we do and what can we work on? That's like a big thing that one year from now is going to have a huge payoff. And like thinking about things that way, it's been really helpful for us. I don't think that's the only way to like think about it, but, um, but I think it's been 
been really helpful and you know maybe that's valuable to you if it's not like feel free to ignore that like <laughs> you can absolutely there if are if it's not valuable to you if just tune it out yeah just, just tune it out just, just skip wait, the last 10 minutes madison of this to talk. just wait for madison to talk you hear a man's voice he just starts talking. yeah just <laughs> I'm kidding. and then they hear you start talking they're like oh, turn it back up <laughs> oh <woo>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's all uh, all right you guys well thank you so i thought i think that was a valuable episode i think so yeah. i think it was fun i don't talk about mindset much but i feel like a yeah. little bit i thought good. you know we had to throw one of them we had to throw one well a lot of people ask me about mindset and i'm yeah. just like i'm not the mindset guy but i'll give you a little something yeah. okay yeah. settle down nah, I'll give you settle something. down i think this was, no i think this was a good episode i think like you're if you don't have if you're not thinking about things in a healthy and productive way, you're not going to get anything done. Like yeah. we're, we like to focus on like the practical business stuff on this podcast, because I think that is the stuff that's like day to day is the most important. And they can get mindset stuff from Pinterest. Yeah. You can get mindset stuff from Pinterest. Like go watch a few Gary V videos. <laughs> get some, imagine all your, all your family's dead. <laughs> okay, oh that, yeah. There was this video. Okay. There is this video of Gary V. <laughs> If you don't know who Gary Vee is, look it they up because it's Gary so funny. But uh, there was this video of this Gary Vee. Someone asked them, ever. they're like, hey, Gary, um, like, what motivates you? And then Gary Vee says, the thing that motivates me the most is every morning when I'm in my cold, ice cold shower. I don't know if he said ice cold, but I, I like to imagine that he did. Every day when I'm in my ice cold shower, I imagine that every single member of my family was just shot in the head and dead. And the person's like, whoa. And, and, and he's like, and that? I, I come out of the shower and then I think, you know what? They're not dead. And that gives me the most joy out of like, anything else in my life. Like, <laughs> okay, I like, feel like I, okay, bro, I think. Like, I get where you, no, I'm like, I the concept was fine, but what a weird thing to say. What a weird execution. What a weird thing to say out loud, dude. <laughs> like, you should keep that one in here. Yeah. You know but, what? You know what keeps me motivated? What keeps we should you talk motivated? about what keeps us motivated. The grind. Just the love of the grind, baby. Just well, grind I think, set I think mindset. you just have to have a purpose that's so you much You have to bigger. have a grind set mindset. Okay, the end. <laughs> I think <gasps> this was long enough. We're like an hour in. It was long enough. But I'm just saying, I think you need to be motivated by something something a lot deeper than yourself yes, to keep going. That is true. And if your only motivation is yourself and you're just like simple human desires, you're always going to feel like you're never doing enough. Yeah. If your motivation is so much deeper, it comes I think it helps that our motivation, I really feel like it's like helping artists. I feel like, yeah. I mean, like, I genuinely, genuinely I, like, like deep I down. feel like a lot of people say that, but I actually feel that no, way. I do believe that. Yeah. No, I do. Cause like, why would we be doing the podcast? Just for fun. Like, well, yeah, just for fun. But like, guys, I haven't been in the mood to film the podcast for five days. We were going to film it five days ago. I have felt ugly. No, I have felt every pale. day I've, I've asked Madison, I'm like podcast today. And she's like, mm, not today. No. but today is the day well, because, and today i'm literally i've been running around i've been doing fills all day i literally yeah, i didn't think today was gonna be the day i'm sweaty so my hair do. is like a mess like i literally but we're doing it for you doing it for you because when work. i think about it what's my deeper purpose i genuinely want to help people so yeah. do you yeah so you know what i'm gonna show up for the podcast today so I'm, that's I, why we're here when i don't feel like it well love you so much besties we love you guys so Smooches. much thank you for tagging and Thank you for tagging us. Thank you for liking and tagging and subscribing. Yeah, it makes me so happy. Yeah, no. Send send Madison nice messages. She loves them. I send them to Elliot. They make her so happy. When people and then are, she sends them to me. When people and then say they love the happy. podcast, I send it to Elliot and I say, look. Look, that's, that's 25% you. <laughs> and Elliot says, woo, woo. And that brings me a lot of joy. So I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed week. And we will see you next week on my last, last two, two braces. Bye-bye. Bye, smooches.